We are I. When you sit in stillness, do you know what's there? When you sit in stillness, do you have an opportunity to be able to listen and do you? When you sit in stillness, do you have an opportunity to feel and do you? When you sit in stillness, do you have an opportunity to understand and do you? I feel like there was a long a long period of my life where sitting in stillness wasn't comfortable. Sitting in stillness was about as comfortable as laying on a bed of nails where, you know, like there was this part that felt comfortable because you were laying, but there's always something that just didn't feel quite right. There's always like you're trying to move around and kind of get your body into that right position that trying to find comfort because you knew existentially comfort was available, but you just couldn't quite achieve it. You know, and I substituted this stillness in my life for more activity, more sports or, you know, building things or always doing something with my hands. And I substituted this, you know, stillness for listening to music, you know, not being able to appreciate, you know, like what I was doing, or just being in the moment and understanding what was going on in my mind and my body in that moment. Because we do have an ability to be able to feel and see and interpret, understand all of these things that are going inside of our mind and our body. But we just choose to block it all out. We choose not to be able to tap into the resources that are inside of us, our, our intuition, our physical being, like our spirit, our energy inside of us, and be understanding like, what am I feeling? What am I thinking? And what am I understanding or what am I not of all? You know, and the one, one thing I've come to realize, you know, when I talk about what am I feeling, you know, I should like spend more time properly defining what I'm actually saying. Sometimes it's like, what am I feeling emotionally in my heart? And sometimes it's what am I feeling physically in my body? So when I'm like lifting weights, when I'm working out, when I'm doing physical things, when I'm bouldering, I need to feel my body. I need to understand how my body is operating when I'm doing a certain task, just to know if it's going to be successful or not. There's some things that I can do that I don't want to think about where I just want to do and within the absence of thought, form prevails. And with the absence of thought, my understanding of something prevails. You know, but I'm not, I don't always just want to be there. I always want to, sometimes I want to be very present in thought to be able to fully interpret and appreciate what's going on. When I'm learning something new, I need to be there. And I still have this problem. I think the the easiest way to be able to identify this problem for me is when I'm reading, I read like a, you know, like a paragraph. And I realize that like my mind started wandering probably halfway through and I have to reread it. Sometimes I get very pulled in, but I always get to a point where my mind starts to wander. My mind is just too active to be present. You know, like when people grab their phones, when you're 
you know, in the middle of a conversation with somebody, somebody grabs their phone and, you know, starts looking at it. And like, we all know that this is a signal to say, my attention is no longer with you. And something else now has become the priority. You know, and this is what we see in the regular parts of life. There's, there's thousands of studies on this now, and especially how two people can't sit and hold a conversation anymore of value because we're just not there with inside of our own thoughts, inside of our own being at that moment to be able to build that connection. So one thing that I always come back to in my mind is why, why when I'm sitting around a campfire, do I feel so connected with the people around that campfire? You know, a very big portion of that is that we just don't have the distraction. And I always think that there's something about as I'm sitting by a campfire and it's nighttime and I look up and, you know, I see these twinkling stars in the sky and I see how black I think this sky should be and it's not. There, there's always this element to the sky, the night sky that seems bright to me. Then I look down, I bring my gaze down upon the person or people sitting around the campfire. And I always wonder, because you see the fire dancing on their face, you see them shifting and leaning, you see them very much being connected with a, with a person, this human experience, this biological experience with other things on this planet, because there's no chairs, there's a rock that you're leaning against. There's a little bank that you're leaving, leaning against. There's this log that you're sitting on. But we become very thin side of ourselves. And you can't help but gaze into a fire. The gazing into a fire is like this stone, this well, this window, this mirror where you start to reflect. And then as that person is reflecting, you can see, you can feel, you know that they're there. You know that that's, that's what they're doing and that energy gets presented to itself for people who want to tap into it who are curious. And I look at that and that curiosity starts to drive me and it, it makes me ask questions. It wants me to be able to participate in this thought process that they're going through because that allows me to be able to tap into that resource for me because I subsequently realized that I'm sitting there in front of the campfire doing the same thing that they're doing that I've now become curious about. So reflecting back inside of me to be able to understand what's going on. You know, in those moments now, like flexing that muscle, I used to always go into the backcountry because that's a place where I could flex that muscle. But we'll flex any muscle at any time and any portion of the day that we choose. You know, I wake up at 4.30 every morning because I flex that muscle. You know, I record this podcast every morning because I flex that muscle. And I go to the gym because I flex that muscle. I communicate with people because I want to flex that muscle. I show people love because I want to flex that muscle. You know, but always coming back to trying to understand this experience for me. And the one thing that the, the biggest conclusion that I've come to to be able to make this human experience better for myself, but better for all is just taking the time, taking the time out to listen, taking the time out just to be, taking the time out to sit with somebody. And as they talk, I think about what they're saying, not just trying to find a way to be able to reply. I want to sit there with somebody and I want to look at them and be 
build a connection with them to allow them to understand I am here with you. Be able to sit with nature, being able to sit in a biological world and be like, what do I feel that is going on in this world? What can I tap into? What can this environment feed into me? Not being distracted. The distraction of life, the the amount of distractions that we've entered into our lives now. That's what forces us to be able to have to prioritize all this so much because the amount of distraction is real. But that distraction is just corroding our cells, our mind, our body, our energy, our spirit. It's the life vacuum, the energy vacuum in our lives that just sucks everything out. A lot of the substance, a lot of the quality because distraction does not allow you to be able to value stillness. It doesn't allow you to be able to be present. It doesn't allow you to be able to truly authentically engage because distraction is like this little robber of the night with its mask on, taking your time away from you. Being distracted is okay in some very specific situations, but we don't need to be and we shouldn't be chronically distracted in life. Because when you sit down and you know that you're truly authentically engaged with somebody, when when somebody takes you into a place where you don't realize time becomes irrelevant, where you don't realize a half an hour has passed, you don't realize 15 minutes has passed, you don't realize two hours has passed. When somebody takes you in that journey inside themselves, you truly understand what it's like to be connected with that person. You can only be connected with that person when there's no longer distraction. I'm fortunate to be around a lot of people in my life where I can carry them down that road of not being distracted, where time just goes And time just flies by because we are both in that moment. But that's a muscle that I want to flex. That's a muscle that I want to flex with people who are trying to also flex that muscle because that time when you have two people doing that is very engaging. Very engaging situations are very intriguing to me. They're intriguing because I'm a curious person. Curiosity is just the adventures and the explorer's backbone. What's around that corner? What's behind that door? What can I see? What is there? What can I feel? What can I touch? And that's the type of person that I am. So forever working on this distraction and fine-tuning this stillness and being able to be a part of a a connected community, a connected community of people around me. And my community is not necessarily like these things or these people or these situations. The community is just when I step outside these four walls of my home and I interact with people, those people become my community. So places that I go are most likely places that I go regularly. And how do I want to interact? How do I want to be in that environment? I just want to be. I want to, I want to be still. I want to be less distracted. So my question for all of you today is how distracted are you? And are you willing to be able to sit with yourself long enough to understand how distracted you are?